So I am recording the recording for April 2nd, 2021. I am a little bit tired. I've been working most of the day. I have been reading my Bible and studying my Bible. This is on reading that I'm doing. Let's start with verse 4 of chapter 19. Jonathan spoke well of David to so his father and said to him, Let not the king do wrong to his servant David. He has not wronged you, and what he has done has benefited you greatly. He took his wife in his hands when he killed the Philistines. The Lord won a great victory for all Israel, and you saw it and were glad. Why then would you do wrong to an innocent man like David by killing him for no reason? Now, let me just tell you what's happening. Saul has almost like... Uh, NSA, the snoops around what's happening in the kingdom. And he's noticed how David is climbing up in rank and popularity. Well, Jonathan, by the way, um, Saul reigned about 40 years in Israel. Jonathan must have been the same age or a little bit older than David. And Jonathan was a righteous man. He wanted to, he distinguished David as a good friend and somebody beneficial to the king. He appealed to the king not to hurt David. When I was young, my, my dad grew up in the military during a war. He was a military, he graduated, and he was in the military many years. And But he was a man chased by the PST, quote, demons. One time, we were taking the tables out of the little shop that we had. And he said something to my mom. Now, my dad was a retired man, and in those days, they barely got anything from the man uh, because, you know, even if here, people that are retired get not enough to make it. So they would have a little business. And one time my dad said to my mom, get out of my house. I said to my dad, dad, you realize what you're saying? She works all day long. And she pays rent here. She owns the place as you own the place. He quickly got upset. All the things happened. And I appeal to my dad's senses not to get so upset at my mom because my mom was doing some something that he felt that it wasn't right. Um, no, every husband and wife have problems like this. There's always good Christian counselors. God does not like divorce. Um, it is, there is a quote that I like. When a young man is single, the only thing the devil makes him think is sex. When a man is married, the only thing the devil makes him think is not to have sex. Uh, it, there is always a dysfunction somewhere there that somebody can... Um, Benefit from a good Christian counselor. Saul listened to Jonathan and took his oath. As surely as the Lord lives, David will not be put to death. Now, 
we see how Saul keeps making this oath in front of his people. No, I'm not going to hurt him. But look at what verse 7 says. So Jonathan called David and told him the whole conversation. He brought him to Saul, and David was with Saul as before. Once more war broke out, and David went out and fought the Philistines. He struck them with such force that they fled before him. Um, when Saul was on the top, he chased David for absolute no reason except jealousy. When David was being chased, he went and fought the enemy. And with such force, they fled before him. Now, you see the contrast there of a godly man? You don't go fight your friend. You go help your friend, but you just smash against those who want to take your friend out. Why? Because we should flock with those of our own principles, right? Once more, war broke out, and David went out and fought the Philistines. Look at what it says. Once more. So I could have been David and says, no, 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 Saul, you went too far. Guys, give me the uh, Israeli A-team, and we're going to take over this White House. Probably it was a mud house. <laughs> it wasn't a white house. We're going to take over the mud house, and we're going to make it known that David was here. <laughs> no, but he actually went and fought the enemy. If you are a military person and you are being persecuted because you might have superiors that don't listen to you. In my job, I try to respect the rank. But sometimes you have to step out of the rank and say, boss, this is what's happening. No, nobody wants to, you know, be a sore leg. Um, but it's always good to listen. To your little sheep. I consider employees, co-workers, or as a pastor, little sheep. Man, I have a good story about a little sheep um, that I, I told in Berkeley. It's very very funny story about the sheep. Um, once more, war broke out and David went out and fought the Philistines. He struck them with such force that they fled before him. Look. You might, let me read it to you as I am saying this. Today, I really had a crappy day at work, so I struck my chick with such force. Today, I had a crappy day over there planting flowers, so I struck my teenager with such force. Today, I had a bad, bad day with my chucho. So I kicked them with such force. Does that sound logical? Or does this sound logical? Today I had such a, such a hard day at work. So I hit my Bible with such force. Today I had such a bad day at work. So I made love to my wife with such force to relieve the stress. Believe it or not, sexual... Dep uh, deprivation is one of the first reasons people commit divorce um, because we are so 
tired, stressed out, and we hit that which is near us with such force, but we're not like David, we become souls. But an evil spirit from the Lord came on Saul as he was sitting in his house with his spear in his hand while David was playing the lyre. Um, Saul tried to pin him to the wall with his spear, but David eluded him as Saul drove the spear into the wall. The night David made good his escape. I was once talking to a, a lieutenant. Uh, he was very, very charismatic um, police officer, and he was a lieutenant, um, very sharp guy. And he was telling me, I was like telling him about the problems, right? And he's like, look, Marcos, we are sheepdogs. We are not the sheep master or the sheep herder or the pastor. We are just sheepdogs. So if the pastor says move left, we move left. We protect the sheep from the wolf, but we are under an enclosure with the sheep too. And we're just with our eyes wide open when all the sheep, the little sheep are sleeping. So we, are we encounter the same danger as a sheep, except we got fans like a, I mean, like a coyote or like a lion. And we pack together. There's one of us and there's a pack of coyotes. So I wrote this story in Berkeley. It's like, I'm a sheep. <laughs> so because think about it. An officer, a soldier receives orders like the, sh the shepherd dog to go do something. A sheep doesn't receive orders. The sheep, the only thing is to go to eat, make wool. And make milk if he has to, or make meat. But a sheep, a ship, a shepherd dog must move when he's told. Must go left, go right, stop, and must go face the pack of coyotes. That's why I'm a sheep. <laughs> so send men to David's house to watch him and to kill him in the morning. But Michael's David's wife warned him, "If you don't run from your life tonight." Tomorrow you will be killed. So Michael led David through a window, and he fled and escaped. Then Michael took an idol and laid it on his bed, covering it with a garment and putting some goat's hair on his head. When Saul said the men, uh, sent the men to capture David, Michael said, He is here. Then Saul sent the men back to see David and told them, Bring him up into me in, in his bed so that I may kill him. But when the men entered, there was the idol in the bed, and the head wa was some goat's hair. Now, Michael to me is a very intriguing woman. It is the first woman of David when he was a teenager. David must, must have had loved this young girl. But there is a picture of the girl. Saul gets so upset with David because he becomes the 18, basically. And he's running around in the jungle. And he leaves his wife behind. But Saul tries to despise him by marrying Michael with another man. But when David becomes powerful, he sends back messengers to rip Michael off the man she has. And in this story, the man keeps weeping after his wife. But you say, man, that was cruel. And to me it was because David had all the chicks. But remember... 
The man should have respected David's wife, but he didn't. And Michael should have respected the covenant of marriage, but she didn't. And you will see how he dances around through the Lord and he makes fun of him. So I don't think Michael was a very good chick. But David was in La La Land when it came to girls. When Saul sent the men to capture David, Michael said he is ill. So he basically sets a mannequin um, in the in the bed he puts like goat hair and he says look he's over there he's sleeping but he's ill i think what he's saying he's sleeping not so much he's ill but so said to michael why uh to michael why did you receive me like this and send my enemies away so he escaped michael told him he said to me let me get away why should i kill you basically michael is saying um michael is saying well she's you like threatened me that, that he was going to chop my head. That's why I had to let him escape. When David had fled and made his escape, he went to Samuel to Aramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. Then he and Samuel went to Nihot and stayed there. Work came to Saul. David is in Nihot of Ramah. So he went. He sent men to capture him. But when they saw a group of prophets prophesying with Samuel standing there at their leaders, the Spirit of God came in Saul's men, and they also prophesied. Saul was told about it, and he sent more men, and they prophesied too. Saul sent men a third time, and they also prophesied. Finally, himself left from Ramah and went to the great cistern of Seku, and he asked, "Where's Samuel?" Uh, where are Samuel and David? Over in Nihol at Ramah, they said. So Saul went to Rihol and Ramah, but the Spirit of God came ever on him, and he walked along prophesying until he came to Nihol. He stripped off his garments and two prophesied in Samuel's presence. He lay naked all day and all night. This is why people say Saul is also amongst the prophets. Now, something weird happens here, and I have seen this happen. Um, all of a sudden, there is a good revival service. The person goes to church just because, and then in church he starts like repenting, and he becomes part of the church. Um, I remember this guy's testimony. He said one time he was at work, and I mean he was at work, and he stopped uh, after work, and he saw this little church. He says he had never been in church. He goes into church, he says, all of a sudden he gets up from his church and says, Pastor, God told me to preach the message today. And the pastor said, are you a Christian? No. Have you ever preached? No, but I, never, I have never known of the Bible. But God said to me right now, I mean, that was, must have been the most weird thing a pastor could have heard. So the pastor had spiritual discernment says, okay, here's the mic. Give your testimony. At least he threw the best preaching the whole church and him has ever heard of a man who had never known of God. And he, he preached. So this is what God wants. Don't take it upon those who hurt you. Take it upon the enemy. And Satan is always the enemy. You could be so focused, you know, you could be the bull chasing the red rope, the red curtain, the cape, we call it kappa, cape. 
and be hitting a wall. Or you can focus on the little guy wearing the hot dog um, hat and really strike him so bad he doesn't even have time to pick up the cape again. It's your choice. And we have to do it spiritually, not on the flesh. If we don't change, if we don't stop striking our wives, stop doing all the stuff, we're going to lose. But go to David and be a man of change. You know what you could do? Let's pretend you have conflicts at work. All of us do. Some days are hectic. Other days are better. Come home and talk about it. Yeah, but my wife don't listen. Eh? The only thing she wants to do is talk about her day here at home. And the only thing she does is sleep. I mean, she doesn't do anything like I do. How many kids you have? Like 20. And what, what does she do every day? Well, she cooks. Isn't that a job? No, it's not because she was watching the novella. Well, try to do her job maybe one day. And you might be surprised. So there was this contest. Um, all of a sudden, they had a job that was paying $100 an hour. And there was this, seriously, $100, uh, $100 an hour. So everybody called in the job board. And it was one of those Zoom meetings. And the lady says, my client is really grumpy. When he wants something, he's going to let you know. My client has special needs. If you don't like meet those needs, he gets really pissed. I mean, are you ready to work for this job? $100 an hour is not because it's a job of ease. People say $100 an hour and you're just going to be sitting down here. My uh, my client is demanding. Well, people said, are you serious? So what, what is the work schedule for $100 an hour? That's the thing. My client can call you at any time. You have to drop anything you're doing and you must attend to his needs. What? Yeah. 24 hours a day. You will be on call and if you don't pick up he just has a really bad temper. Well, and then the people said, but it's $100. So, but how many hours are we talking? Because you could, you know, have me work 24 hours. And then if you add overtime at other places, I must be better in other places. Because I get time and a half on, and then half a time on 12 hours. But if I work 24 hours... Okay, take it or leave it. My client is completely fed up right now. Either you check the job with $100 an hour, and then, they, and then they're like, who wants the job? And then people are like backing down, you know, 24 hours a day. And all of a sudden, um, they say, they pick one person and says, do you guys want to meet the client? And they zoom in and there's a little baby. It's taking care of a baby. 
So, mommy has a tough job with a little client. He gets a freaking temper tantrum. And I said freaking because there ain't nothing to describe him, even though this is a Bible show. He's a freak when he goes, ah! So, it's a tough job, man. So, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord uh, keep you and always forget, don't forget God loves you. And pray for me that God may always be with our ministry. I am working on a project right now. Um, we uh, Hispanic people, poor people, usually sell food. Um, and when we sell food, we do so to collect, you know, to make a fundraiser. Cookies, sometimes Girl Scouts, um, Boy Scouts, they sell like other things. But I am trying to help the Israelis build something. I won't disclose it right now, but I would like to really build it. And that's my prayer. I'm going to be fasting and praying so you guys can help me. But it has to be anonymous. So, again, may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you.